All right, let's deep. All right, let's. If you're going to take the risk of running advertising online, shouldn't you get the benefits of learning from someone who's in the platforms every second of the day? Welcome to BidPixel.com's Marketing Ear Biscuits, the original podcast dedicated to digital advertising run by two Aussie guys who ride around in kangaroo pouches and drink Fosters and 4X beer. All right, let's dig a little bit deeper into our sessions that we've been having about iOS 14. So last week, Jay and I had a chat about four myths, four myths that we busted that people are talking about online already about Apple's iOS 14 update and its effect on advertising. So if you haven't watched that one, there it is just there, you can go back and watch it. If you have watched that one, we mentioned that we're going to have another chat. And today, Jay and I are having a chat about attribution windows. So if you don't know what an attribution window is in your advertising, this is the conversation that you need to be listening to. Jay and I are about to unpack it. So I've got Jay waiting on a Zoom meeting. I've got Jay waiting on a Zoom meeting right now. Let's tune on in and have a conversation with him and see what the man has to say about attribution windows for Facebook and Instagram advertising and how they're going to be affected on the back of Apple's iOS 14 updates. Jay, let's do this, mate. I've just locked you down for two episodes in a row and this one's going to be the follow-on from what we talked about last week. So last week we busted the myths of iOS 14. It's a hot topic. Uh, it's one of our most viewed YouTube sort of series talking about these changes with iOS 14. Um, so last time we were talking about, um, oh, my mind escapes me, attribution windows, mate. And how uh, is an advertiser going to see their purchase conversions or their lead conversions or any attribution moving forward? So I need to lean on this one for you, mate. You're our technical genius. You're the one that's been talking to Facebook. All I know is that Apple's app tracking transparency, iOS 14 update, hasn't taken a hold yet, but Facebook's already started making some changes. So we have, I think on January 19th, we lost the ability for 28-day conversion windows. Yeah. Over, over to you. <laughs> Um, what? You know, so my question: I'm I'm an advertiser. I might be I'm one of our customers or someone that watches the video. How is my reporting going to look once ATT from Apple takes effect? Hold up, right there for a second. I want you to stop. This video is epic. It's epically long. It's epically in depth, and it's just going to go to the next level with Facebook's iOS 14 updates and how they're changing Business Manager to. Uh, reflect what Apple's going to be bringing to the marketplace. If you are more on the advanced side, strap in. You've got 25 minutes of pure learning right now. If you're more of a fluffy kind of person, go watch a Kevin David video. That's probably one of them trending to the to the side just there now. Okay, so um, there's a lot of moving parts in this. Um, basically, the, in in a nutshell, the reporting period or the attribution period um, being reduced from 28 days to seven. And the way that kind of helps your accounts optimize and things like that kind of comes into that all gets affected. There's a couple of really significant ones. One is the, that there will actually be um, what Facebook is saying, delayed reporting. So, you know, we've run, I don't even know how many accounts where we're kind of optimizing every 15 minutes on an account. You know, particularly if they're, you know, very, you know, high quantity, you know, high turnover products that are, you know, you're selling lots of and not, maybe not necessarily huge profit margins. It's all about volume. 
and you know every hour or every 15 minutes worth of ad spend counts and you know, and we kind of surf the market etc and make decisions every 15 minutes that's really not going to be possible moving forward so the delayed reporting period that facebook's talking about is up to three days so hang on so a lot of the direct-to-consumer brands who have small margins drop shipping style guys even that are just relying on volume and they're surfing their ad account daily to try and really like they're, they're the day traders of the advertising world they're going to have trouble because there's going to be some delay now of what up to three days you just said yeah yeah so for an example of something that, so you know previous clients where i was managing like i'd run a whole heap of automated rules around that if um number of you know if everything and these rules would automatically run every 15 minutes if for example number of purchases is over um today is over five thousand then increase budget by twenty dollars if it's less than 999 decrease budget if it's less than 500 turn off ads and those sorts of rules would maybe run every 15 minutes and you know, every half hour depending on the client and a whole lot of other rules because facebook was refreshing the data enough that you could make decisions in a 15 minute increment right you could make fairly reactive decisions on your advertising yeah absolutely and you could do you know day parting and things like that you know like we know that we're getting great volume in the morning and at night and so we run ads in the morning and at night we dial back down in the daytime but some days all of a sudden there might be an anomaly and it just seems that facebook's got an amazing pocket of the audience and sales are going through the roof and then we scale at that time in order to get additional sales through and that sort of stuff that um yeah not you've really gone happy. really welcome to the podcast episode guys like jamie's been really <laughs> deep really fast um i thought we were having a nice fluffy little chat about the average person on facebook but you really kind of opened a can of worms here about people who are really relying on ad buying as a super super tight way of generating revenue that are now and we're not talking about the typical apparel business who's selling um you know used to be bricks and mortar store and has moved to a an online presence and doing really well that's not the kind of business jay's talking about we're not talking about you know tech equipment like expensive camera gear we're talking about the guys that are drop shipping or selling you know teeth whitening kits at an alarming rate or they're you know the guys that were attacking the fidget spinner industry when fidget spinners became a thing right they're the ones that are going to have problems moving forward with attribution tracking because they're not going to be able to make is this what you're saying they're not going to be able to make rapid sort of decisions and broadening out and leveling out the playing field a little bit to a three-day kind of update. yeah so far that's what it looks like it's going to happen so um part of facebook's documentation web conversion events will be reported based on the time the conversions occur and not the time of the associated ad impression so it kind of encapsulates some of that um, up to a seven day period which i'm sure we're going to talk about in a yeah. second right yeah absolutely so, so so that's one change another one would be um the window so the attribution window settings so most accounts would be default to a 28 day uh, optimization window so mm -hmm. they kind of optimize uh, attributions and help it you know inform decisions based on the larger window for targeting and things like that and you could set different you could set a an account wide attribution window and you could also set ad set level attribution windows so with the the update to ios 14 when that happens 
the account level is no longer. So even now you come here, we're seeing that in ad accounts. So let's move to an ad set level. So ad set level uh, attribution windows or optimization windows is where that's kind of really starting to take off and, and be that, that that is the new norm. That's definitely a big change. Um, a large attribution windows can it can help you know, help it look like you're doing a lot better. Yeah, it can help you know, potentially inflate numbers, but the real moving forward that will be pulled back to a seven day click attribution window. So we've always traditionally found, even in some of those fast paced consumer products that we sell for customers, we've found that that 28 day window looks fantastic for us as an agency. And we would never encourage someone to report on a three. And even we, we, we sometimes not encourage a customer to report on a seven day window because that the on the roll on effect of getting late purchases through up to 28 days later has always been, you know, you might go from a three and a half times return on ad spend. If you wait the 28 days and look at the same window of period, historically, you might have a four and a half times return on ad spend because more sales have been attributed back to that first, yeah. that first impression, that first, that first action back then. So how's it going to affect different businesses with different sales cycles. For something that's a fairly fast decision uh, making process, you would assume a lot of them would happen in a seven day window anyway. How's it going to affect um, you know, a high value camera gear purchase or I'm looking at my lounge or my dining table? How's it going to affect those bigger decision making purchases um, that traditionally have a longer sales cycle? Yeah, so I guess one thing is kind of Important, which I mean, can easily be misunderstood. The difference between so the attribution settings and the optimization that happens. So, so what this is actually doing is bringing those two into alignment. So, so by kind of using the large twenty-day reporting period, if the ad set is optimized to seven-day click, it's kind of trying to learn over that seven-day period who those other clients are and where those sales and purchases or leads are happening but then reporting over a bigger time frame. Mm -hmm. What this will actually do will be kind of merge those two together. So what you're reporting on is the same to what you're optimizing on if, if they're set for the same thing, which is in uh, now that seven day window. Again, the Facebook's documentation at the moment says that it ensures that the conversion measures are the same ones used to inform the campaign optimization. And so allow for increased flexibility and clarity when analyzing a performance. So you'll actually be able to see a lot clearer what the account's being optimized for, but then also how that optimization is actually performing. Does this mean that businesses who get a purchase or a sale or a lead out of that seven-day window, which is the new norm, they're still going to get purchases, right? If that, if your ad creative and your copywriting and your message is fantastic and they see it on day one, it doesn't mean that they're not going to purchase on day eight. It just means that you can't categorically say they saw that exact ad eight days ago, right? So the, the measurement is reducing to be able to track it, but the people's nature isn't going to stop, right? Like we saw through coronavirus that the online business the the direct-to-consumer model has absolutely gone gangbusters that's not going to change and people are still going to be purchasing like crazy online like they are now it just means that someone who doesn't know how to look at the data as well as maybe an agency or someone who doesn't have access to facebook api which we might talk about they're not going to be able to say categorically 14 days after they saw my ad this exact ad they purchased this exact product 
Yeah, and it's for me, it's a big focus is around that the optimization and and the clarity between optimizing and reporting. You know, if like I said before, like it's there's a, a we look at the customer journey on depending on the products and the price points of the product. If you're selling high-end designer furniture, this generally has a longer consideration process, and and yeah. would, as opposed to a fidget spinner or you know a, a cheap gimmicky product. Not that fidget spinners are not, but you know what I mean. So you'd be able to optimize differently because if you're optimizing for the high-end purchase, you know that it's not you know, or you and Facebook would um, would learn that it's a longer consideration process. And so it would optimize for that as opposed to that high volume, low price point, immediate buy product. But by right, now, how, do you, how do you break that into layman's terms? If you want to buy, let's say, a five ten thousand dollars lounge suite, not many people are going to go out and see an ad and buy that straight away. They're going, there'll be a consideration process. They want to learn more and they might look at several ads to get there or several levels of engagement with that business before that purchase happens. Facebook would, you know, basically monitor that and understand what that consideration process is. How many days since that person saw the ad until they purchased? Where were they in the final? What campaigns did they see? What did they respond to? Those sorts of things and, and optimize for that user, for that purchaser, as opposed to someone who who's buying a, a low dollar fee, a little gimmick. It might be they're seeing how they click, they buy, and it all happens in five minute window or a three minute. Yep. So in that case, Facebook would then learn who, not just Facebook, any digital platform that is tracking this behavior would learn the characteristics of that type of the purchaser. You know, it would learn that people would see how they click, they buy within a couple, you know, two minutes, and they, and it would optimize for that. When we look at the attribution and reporting of either of those two platforms and, and actually understanding the, the validity or the success of each style of optimization. Some it's actually really handy to have the reporting reflect that. So you know, looking at a a client where you know or a business, and they might sell those little gimmicky ones, and you look at the breakdown of results so purchase over, you know, and you compare the different windows of a one day, a seven day, and a twenty eight day window. You might see ninety nine percent of the products or the purchases happen on day one because it's a fifty cent product. Whereas, you know, not many people are going to come back and you know you would you'd see a bit of a drop off or a massive drop off from day one to day seven to day twenty. The opposite would be true of somebody buying a high end lounge. They would you probably wouldn't see as many people buy and purchase on day one. You might see that actually filter through to day twenty eight and and that life. You know, the consideration process is longer and it takes people a few weeks to actually buy that. And so it's important to kind of have that reporting set up correctly across both so that you can monitor it and understand how that journey happens. All right. So let me pose this question to you. I'm going to find the middle ground and let's talk apparel, right? Women's apparel, men's apparel, something that's an everyday purchase which doesn't have a super long consideration process. Say we are running top of funnel brand awareness ads product ads to get in front of someone to buy this white t-shirt right we can make them aware of the brand we can make them aware of the product and we've got seven days to delight them enough to get them to make a purchase if they don't make a purchase on day seven we lose the ability to get back in front of them if we spend our time educating and motivating them after they serve the first ad on day one we reset the clock every single time 
yeah, if they're engaging and they're making that informed decision and they've opted in, then then that's fine. Um, as in so iOS 14 tracking. So we need to uh, anyone who's advertising as a simple, simple way of thinking about how to progress people if their decision making process is longer than seven days would be to take them on a journey, take the buyer on that educational motivation journey and motivate them about your brand maybe first. Tell them about your story, start introducing your products, then start asking them to buy your products, then follow them up after a purchase and keep them keep them going in your journey, right? Delight them and educate them. Don't bombard them with the same message, but take your time to keep them in your inner circle, right? And get the purchase out of them. Yeah, and I think there's I think there's going to be a really good shift. I think Facebook is, yeah, for one, kind of really starting to talk about the brand, you know, businesses as a brand as a whole. Um, and I think that's actually really important as opposed to just selling an individual product and opening that product. It's more about the brand. People are resonating with brands and, and, and are following a brand you know, or a business as a brand, not necessarily a product in a lot of cases. Awesome. I mean, we've always preached hard to, to educate and motivate. So up to 70% of someone's advertising budget with us will go to brand awareness and, and introducing someone um, who's never heard of us before. That's still going to be a major portion of everyone's advertising, right? Because you're still trying to introduce people. That education and motivation at that next stage, that you've made them aware that they have a problem or you've made them aware that they might like your apparel. Educating and motivating them to keep them around long to actually then want to purchase will become a very important part of an advertising strategy because you can't rely on 28 days. You, know, you, can't, you can't show them one ad and then hope that within 28 days they're going to purchase a product, right? You've got to be smarter about how you're advertising. Yeah, absolutely. Now, and they and might that, still they might still purchase twenty eight days later, but you're just not going to be able to categorically say they purchased because of this ad right here. Absolutely, and I think that this like adopting this is going to you know for a lot of businesses will just be a slight mental shift in terms of understanding how that works. You know, maybe the the return on ad spend figures don't look as high as what they did previously, and that's just given the fact that they're not seeing twenty one days worth of data and they're seeing seven as opposed to the twenty eight. There's also every chance where there'll be a bit more honesty in that, like you'll be able to actually compare how the optimization windows affect the attribution window and get some some deeper understanding of those actual metrics and how they play out. It's definitely going to be interesting when you've got uh, an omni-channel strategy, right? So you're running ads on Facebook, running ads on Google, you're using an email campaign through something like Clavio, tightening up that, uh, that seven-day period, you'll start seeing which platforms are actually genuinely performing a little bit more, which is going to be interesting. So you mentioned before about UTM parameters, or you said that right at the start of the conversation. One of the ways that you'll be able to get a bit more of an understanding is, one, make sure that you're using UTMs in all your advertising. But two, if you're on a platform like Shopify, uh, go into the reporting and look at sessions attributed to UTMs and sales attributed to UTMs. You'll have to upgrade your package if you want to do the sales one. But start looking at the UTM tracking about where what campaigns are actually genuinely bringing in that sale at the end of the day because they will click through uh, and that UTM is just something on the end of the URL which is a little bit different to the tracking through a pixel or through the JavaScript like you traditionally do. What's going to be the most important thing moving forward for brands who advertise? Um, I'd say connect with your audience. It's not always just about blogging products and pushing products. Sometimes... It is about that the lifestyle connection and you know that we see a really big crossover with some businesses of that the blend of brand and influencer you know and that brand becomes a trusted voice even if it's just you know the owners and their staff having fun and it's it's just that real light-hearted enjoyable snapshot into someone and people relate to that it would possibly get a bit more difficult to be product centric i guess 
direct-to-consumer purchasing is not going anywhere. It's cemented forever. Shopify's got some stats that they're going to grow to three times uh, as big as they are now as a platform within the next 18 months. And that was like six or 18 months ago that I said that, right? So, you know, going from a million active stores to three million active stores, coronavirus would have sped that up. I don't know what the actual stats are now. Direct-to-consumer, you jumping on a store and purchasing something is not going anywhere. It's going to become more prolific. Wind the clocks back to those people that are old enough to remember before Facebook advertising and Google advertising, right? Like brands would spend a lot of money on brand awareness, on magazines and billboards and whatever, right? Traditional media in a brand awareness sense of connecting with your consumer, educating them, motivating them, not just flogging a product like you just said. That's how advertising used to be. It's almost like we're going back to a little bit of that. We've just got technology to help us get the message out there to a better audience, right? And in all of I would just say for a business, along with brand and getting that set up, is think about what we would term that first-party data. Work out how to connect with them. Work out how to find out who your customers are. That's fine. That's not a problem. If you get the first-party data, the first-party data, you know, you can you can engage them with emails or um, or other marketing pushes, and and that's completely fine and not a problem. And there's no restrictions at all with that. Right. So should you be worried about this iOS update and the attribution window shrinking on Facebook from 28 days to seven days? Not really. What you need to be doing is focusing on the user experience of people interacting with your brand. Now, reporting is going to get a little bit more technical in the months and years to come. You aren't going to be able to rely on a spray and pray method of claiming attributions way down the line. You are going to have to nurture your customers through a journey. What I really hope for this as an agency owner, uh, along with Jay and Liam, what I really hope is that brands will take the time to educate and put out a better message that's got a better user um, user interaction rate, right? So you're, you're actually thinking about what you're putting out there and you're not just spraying and praying dynamic product ads to anyone that they see fit. Like you can't rely on Facebook's algorithm to work out your attribution window for you anyway. Like Jay was saying before, you need to just be smarter about what you do. Um, this is going to be easy for me to say, mate, because we're an agency, but don't persecute your agency in the months to come when your ROAS figure looks different or don't persecute your agency when they can't legitimately necessarily nail down and prove where the results are coming from. Look at your top line of sales, look at your top line of advertising spend and start looking and focusing on that return on investment for what you're doing and think about that first party interaction with your customers and your consumers. Think about the overall strategy of how much you're spending and how much you're getting in return. And then just be smart to understand that things are changing and that while we can't necessarily interact with a 28-day attribution window like we used to, we are going to be working really hard. And when I say we, everyone who advertises is going to be working really hard just to provide a better message and keep people in your ecosystem within that seven-day period. Jay, Mate, thank you very much. We have been getting a lot of feedback from our iOS 14 articles when we do them and the videos that we're putting out there. Um, Facebook changed and started changing their platform on the 19th of January. So the last update to the 19th, yeah. So there is technically still a 28-day attribution window on your advertising right now you can still track and measure based on 28 days not until apple's att comes into play will facebook 
shrink it down and reduce it to the seven-day window. There's a few other idiosyncrasies about that, wherein there's some legacy reporting based on when your ad sets were set up, but there will be a hard and fast change on the day that Apple implements what they're saying that they're going to implement for ATT, right? Yeah, exactly. Um, it's all hearsay. It's all not really cemented down right now. Facebook's still learning. Facebook's doing their best to develop the platform to be the best it can be for you as an advertiser. Um, as an agency, we're not scared. We're charging forward. We're actually really champing at the bit to get that better journey and that better user experience for all of our brands. And look, hey, don't be scared about what's happening, right? Like it's it's just, it's, it's happening. We're excited about it. We're excited to work with our customers on their user experience and their user journey, knowing that the attribution window is the biggest change for us right now. Yeah. Uh, people are still going to purchase online. It's just how we attribute it and how we have a better user experience. Awesome, Jay. Love your expertise, mate. Uh, if you've got any questions for Jay, put them in the comments below. Uh, if you like our content, obviously subscribe, share, whatever, right? Like like I said last episode, do whatever YouTube people tell you to do. Um, we try and bring you content. Yeah. We try and bring you content that's valuable, right? We're trying to bring you content that we have a knowledge on that you may not. Uh, Jay has an astounding depth of knowledge about the Facebook advertising and the Instagram advertising platform. It's hard to pin him down for these conversations sometimes, but let him know if you enjoy hearing from him because he'll be encouraged to do this more often. So, Jay, mate, thanks heaps, buddy. Uh, chat to you next week.